Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining our weekday, midweek podcast here at Life Church. I have the joy, honor, and privilege of leading this one. Pastor Chris, he is in uh, Cairo, Egypt right now with his wife, Natasha, something to seriously celebrate, which is amazing. And uh, two more steps for them, so we're praying for them that they get back. Hey, maybe by the time you listen to this, actually, by the time it's posted, they will be back here together. That'd be awesome. Um, I have the honor and privilege of hosting this with my friend, Pastor AJ. That's right, Pastor AJ, who has been here several times, shared here. Uh, he's attended here. He's uh, all over the place in regards to just what he does, his gifts, his ministry. And then uh, he actually is the, I guess, maybe what, how would I introduce your, your day job? Uh, you lead and manage Repair Pro. Yeah. Um, where you're repairing not only the the walls and the floors of apartment buildings and different places, even here at Life Church, but you're also repairing the hearts of men. That's Hopefully. your that's like your your secret uh well, it's not really a secret at all, actually. You make that abundantly clear that you're uh pastoring and caring for these guys that are working for you. And uh so, I, hey, I have some questions for you. We, we get to talk every Tuesday morning. We get to hang out together, which is always a really, uh, it's a great time relationally for both of us. I, I hope it is re- as rich it is it, uh, for you as it is for me. But um, we often get talking about just life and all the different things um, that are just going on, whether it's ministry or family or work or whatever is going on in society. And um, this last couple of weeks, we've been doing a series called Truth Be Told, and I was sharing with you a little bit about it, and I shared the phrase with you, um, the phrase where I said, people like Jesus, but oftentimes they don't want to follow Jesus. And you went, ooh, we should talk about that. So actually, I think I said that that would be a good sermon series, is like, a, but, but yeah, we, we should talk about Let's that Let's talk well. about it. Yeah. And then maybe it will be a, a sermon series after Truth Be Told, because... Yeah. Uh, the reality is, I think that's what we're seeing a lot in church, um, not necessarily here at Life Church, because everybody follows Jesus here. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, we'd love that to be the case, but the reality is it's very hard. Uh, it's very sacrificial. What, what are your first initial thoughts on that? And then I just want to dialogue with you. Well, my first initial thoughts are that um, when you talk to people in general, they, th- they think that Jesus is a good idea, mm-hmm. um, which I... I think for all of us that um, when you read about Jesus, when you hear about Jesus, when you think about what whatever the concepts of Jesus or who he is, uh, when you think about those, you automatically go, yeah, well, that sounds like somebody that I really want to, I want to be like, I want to follow. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of that, I think that's what I, I see or I mean the most whenever I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. It's a great concept, mm-hmm. but uh, people don't always, well, people don't, don't want to do, put in the effort that's required to make right. that happen. 
Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, the guys that I work with and that I, I, I hope to help repair the hearts of men. And I, you know, I think that's true. I don't ever look at them like, uh, like projects or, or like they're, they're somebody that needs to be changed or, or modified in some way by me. But I tell them very, I tell them frequently, if you ask, I think many of them would, would say that, They've heard me at some point say, I think this is the best way to live your life is mm. following Jesus, mm-hmm. is honoring him with your life. But when you do that, man, there's a lot of work that has to go into that. There is a lot of work. What, what do you think? Okay, so that's a great question. Like You have the category of believers who would say, yes, absolutely, I believe in Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. He's my savior, my lord, meaning master. That's a little oh, lord's hard, but that's the harder part, right? <laughs> and so, so what do you think it is for for Christians that holds them back? Is it the same thing that would hold a non-believer back from? Hey, I like the idea of Jesus. I like his teaching. I think he he seemed to live a really great life. He he seemed to love people, but what he's asking of me is probably just too much. Do you feel like there's a difference? Sure. Sure. And and I think that the reason there is a difference is because I think most of the well I shouldn't say most many times with believers, what holds them back is baggage uh, that comes from hurt relationships within the church, um, ministry experiences they had when they were yep. young. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a plethora of things. I mean, I, I think it's as many people as there are in your congregation are the the reasons why they feel that kind of weight right. that comes with um with being a part of the church or 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 having faith that's a gr- I think l- when let me let me just like pause real quick cuz I know where you're also going to go to the non-believer side but before we get there I love what you're saying I agree with you I think I've had this uh even with our team we've been talking a lot about like how do we get to that next layer of helping people find freedom be able to confess, you know, their sins yeah. to one another because you'll find healing, right? Like, sure. um, how do how do we help people get to that point? Or believers, sure. do you, what do you, what was, maybe what's your, been your experience? And <laughs> tell us all the answers. <laughs> tell me, tell you all the answers. Because there's people listening here that probably, to be honest, probably want to share. Like, hey, I want to share this part of my life, but I'm so scared. Sure. Well, I don't. I won't go too far here because I know we're short on time. But uh, what I will say is about well, eight years ago when I moved here, um, I I we had been a part of a church. We had been uh, on staff for almost sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, we I would never have told you at that time that I was burnt out, but I th- I think I was, and it wasn't, I wasn't burnt out because I was overworked. I was burnt out because I was spiritually depleted and didn't know mm. it. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't know it. And I didn't know it yeah. because I'm in ministry. I'm a pastor. I'm, yeah. I'm uh, creating messages. I'm, I'm discipling people. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the things that we do yeah. to, you know, I mean, on, on the outside surface, everybody would go, man, AJ's got it together. He, and he's moving to California in a this huge faith move in order to become a church planner. Well, that's, on the surface, I, that's, that's incredible. And I think God moved us out here for the, that very reason is because mm-hmm. there was a lot of internal work that had to go on 
whenever we came. And I also know that, um, you know, I've heard people talk about church planners, particularly in the church planning circle. They say uh, that it's one of those places where God really, you know, does a work in you that you never really expected. Well, mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And for me, I sat down on my couch the first day that we were in our apartment over on Mission Ranch, <clears throat> and uh, we had a we had a love seat, and that was it because that's what we uh, we could fit in the trailer that we moved out here wow. in. Wow. We sold everything else. Like we sold. I mean, obviously not everything else, but if it you didn't fit daughter, in this twenty four foot trailer that I bought, then yeah. it didn't come to California. And um, I sat down on the couch that morning and I opened up my Bible, and I, I literally went, I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I was like, what do I do? Mm. Like I'm doing this today for me. Right. And in, in, in up to that time, you know, I had done so much preparation and I, I probably even, I think I've even shared this in your con in the congregation when I've spoken here before that is like, I suddenly realized that, um, that my relationship with Christ had been more about the work than it actually had been yeah. about yeah. getting to know him. That's so, and, and that I think yeah. I, I share that story because I think it's, it's, that's what there, there has to come a place in your relationship with God where you right. suddenly go, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for performance. I'm not doing right. it for ministry. I'm not doing it because I want people in the church to think I'm a better person. I'm not, I'm not doing it for anybody else other than I want to have a deep, relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. That's, that's I want to really know and be known yeah. by him. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, I'm sure Pete Scazzaro probably stole this from somebody else, but he just uses the example of being with God versus doing for God. Yeah. And you have to make sure that being with God is fulfilled before you go and do for God, um, which can get a little tricky because I think at times, especially when you're involved in so many things, you are hopefully at a point where you're doing things for the Lord, but then you have to always keep that in check. Uh, the other side of being with God uh, has got to be in a place where maybe it's even at a higher ratio than doing for God. I don't know if that makes sense. Sure. Um, but you're, maybe you're saying too, if I hear you right, as we as believers uh, are with God for the very sense of pure relationship with him, that's will bring us to a place of deeper relationship with others. Sure. And I, I and I think I mean, I think that you've probably watched it over the last six years with me, yeah. Because uh, we've we've if had we a have lot of time, we'll, maybe we'll share the very first story of our first lunch together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, you you've seen a I think that you've seen a drastic transformation in who mm-hmm. I am, um, and and it's it's not because I needed fixing, like quote unquote. It's because I needed a I needed a a, a Christ identity, mm-hmm. and um, my identity was in a lots of other things, and and uh, we've talked about that too. But um, you know, when you ha- when you try to place your identity in a in a job or a career or a uh, like in my case in in ministry or, or even a, a family, your kids, oh, yeah. or your spouse. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you can place uh-huh. your identity. When you try to put your identity in those things it ends up feeling empty mm-hmm. and um, because at some point you're going to be disappointed with the outcome of that. Right. Yep. yep. Um, for me, you know, my identity was really wrapped up in the, in the leadership positions that I had and yeah. not only in the church, but in Michigan. 
it was wrapped up in um uh in in the the fact that I was ordained with a with a, a reputable organization uh it was the fact that they recognized me as somebody and then and then somebody and then suddenly to come out here and and to kind of feel like that had that all just kind of went away because I didn't have the relationships and yeah. I didn't have yeah. all that stuff it was almost like the lord put a spotlight on you instead of the spotlight on everybody else well you mean there or no, here i'm saying when you're when you were in michigan yeah. The spotlight was on everybody else, meaning you saw everybody else and were, were working for them, you know, of course, through the Lord. But then when you got here, that was all gone. So the spotlight actually became on you. And you went, oh. oh. I would take it a step further than that, that this, the spotlight suddenly exposed the, the darker <laughs> recesses of my heart. I wasn't going to say that. Well, I mean, that's just the reality of what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, real. Oh, and, sorry. And what am I trying to accomplish? And who are you doing this for? Yeah, that's big. But. That's the beauty of the Lord, right? It's totally. I keep on coming back to Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary, and then he he says, "Put put my yoke upon you. Uh, I'm gentle and humble at heart." Yeah, and that's the Jesus that when you really spend time with, you get to know instead of um, having maybe the fear of being exposed. Sure, but well, okay. So real quick. Oh man, there's so many places we go. With this. I know it's beautiful, um, and this is the reason we love these short podcasts because the goal is like you can listen to this while you're driving across town, and if you do it like me at one and a half speed, then you can definitely do it, which is awesome. Uh, I'll just sound like a mouse when you um, put it that fast, but that's okay. That's so now. So normal. we talked about like maybe that's a hesitancy of non or of believers but what what do you think the main hesitancy of following jesus is for non-believers what's been your interaction that way well uh for one thing misconception mm. and i think they have misconceptions because they don't see consistent right um That's representations good. of christ mm-hmm. um when i have guys have conversations with me about faith I'm to the point now, like some of these guys I've got five or six, seven years with some, that have been on, been on my staff or that we work together. And, um, you know, over that time, we've had lots of different conversations, but they, they all know for one thing, I'm not, I'm not there to shove Christ down their throat. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they all know too that if they have questions about faith or they, or they've got issues that they want to talk mm-hmm. about, like I'm there. I, I, I'm there for you. I'm going to listen. I'm going to do my best to help you in any way I can. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, they know that I'm going to give you probably biblical answers and to, to questions that you have. Um, but even with that, that I'm like, I'm not trying to force it down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- and I think that that is actually the problem you asked the biggest hindrance. I think that's really where the hindrance usually ends up coming is that, mm-hmm. um, they feel pressured or tried to be sold the gospel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. Or being called out, judged and, and judged and then recognizing that you're judging, but I just watched you blow up at somebody yesterday, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they, I try not to do that. And I try but... to be the antithesis of that and say, yeah, I don't get it right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I recognize that I'm not perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. I recognize that I don't um, 
I don't always respond well whenever things don't go the way I think they should, yeah. you know? Um, but at the same time, th- like if I ever used a swear word, which I think I've done two times in the eight years that I've been there with those guys yeah. and it's been intentional <laughs> and it, because I actually think swearing is, is a positive thing. If you use it intentionally, don't use that as an, <laughs> a, a, a reason to start cussing your life up Warning, there, boys and girls. We're going to have to put an E against this podcast for explicit. <laughs> but when you think about it, really language, like if I drop, if I drop any kind of expletive, man, my guys, their ears perk up and they're listening. Like they know something is going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just say that because not because of the language thing, but I say that because, uh, when we have the ability or when we influence people mm-hmm. with the way that we communicate, sure. They're going to see us be raw or emotional or something at, at, at times, but at the same time, they look at consistency more than anything else and go, Oh yeah, that guy's the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. So time spent with people. It's Oh, in order, in order to gain trust, I cannot express to you how much time and you, and I'm, I I said to you, I think five or six years on some of these guys that I, Mm -hmm. I've been with, I just was able to do a funeral for a guy that I met seven years ago. Like he, uh, and it was a tragedy, but, um, but it's because of relationship yep. that they let me in mm-hmm. uh, and they trust me. They know that I'm not going to, again, try to force it on anybody, but at yep. the same time, I'm going to live for the values of Christ and I'm going to stand for that. Love it. Hey man, thank you so much. I love this. Thanks for um, letting me be a part of this. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting and it's, fun, entertaining, weird. <laughs> it's all the things. <laughs> it's all the things. All right, you guys. Well, hey, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to the midweek podcast with the pastors here. And uh thank you so much. We love you. Hope to see you on Sunday. And uh go be with the Lord and then spend time with people, be patient with them who do not know the Lord and be an example of Christ, just like my friend AJ here. Love you guys. See it. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.